hello. Welcome to episode 29 of Mixtape Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is writer and battle rapper, Shuffle T. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 29th case of Mixtape Identity. My guest this week is Shuffle T. I've been a big fan of Shuffle Tea for a long time. A friend of the show, Mac, uh, the Macaroni Prince, uh, has been sending me videos uh, of Shuffle Tea's raps for, for, for years. And um, yeah, I've, I've been a big, big fan of the work that he's done. Only recently started to follow him and get into his recorded works as well, and that's exceptional. So I was really, really excited to get him on the show. Very different list to what I was expecting. I was expecting a lot more hip-hop and rap. Um, so this is maybe a, a different side to shuffle tea to what I expected, maybe different for you as well. Um, but I think it was a really rewarding list. Like there was a lot of music that took me a long time to get into, and, and took me more than one or two listens to appreciate. So yeah, it was it was it was very very exciting, and it's a great chat as well. You're gonna have a lot of fun with it. If you're new to the show here, then just let you know the playlists are made available on a Monday ahead of the podcast coming out on a Thursday. So that is available now if you want to go and listen to it first or afterwards. Um, so the best thing you can do if you want to check that out is to follow us on Instagram at Mixtape and Identity, also on Twitter at Mixtape and ID, but I'm not on there as much. So Instagram's where you can see the new guests, new playlists, new music, so uh, go and give us a follow. I'll be back at the end of the show, but for now we'll get into episode 29 of Mixtape and Identity with Shuffle Team. when you record so and i forget about every time so every time i go to start a recording on a podcast i get the do you start speaking in rhythm yeah exactly yeah hello and welcome to my show today <laughs> all righty uh all right so we'll, we'll kick off then so how often do you actually listen to music at the moment I'd say not as often, like I, I'm a real phase kind of person. Like I go through a big reading right. phase for a couple of months and then I go through a big, I'm gonna listen to as much music as I can, then like podcasts and things like that. And I sort of, it just cycles throughout the years. At the yeah. moment, I'm actually not listening to, to that much music when I think about it. Um, I am more listening to really nerdy podcasts that I found about, um, about who would be in theoretical fights between fictional characters in Marvel and Cinematic Universe and stuff like that. So I've been doing that. Um, <laughs> very cool. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like. But but when I am in a sort of more listening to music kind of phase, then I sort yeah. of I do it when I, I do it as sort of a passive activity um, right. myself. Like I, I I tend to have music on in the background. I do you know listen to music while I'm doing chores or housework or whatever, or whilst going yeah. for a walk. Um, and I, you know, I have a walk every morning, and sort of, we'll, we'll listen usually to some music at that point. Um, right. Yeah. At the moment, I'm not like terribly into a big music hit. Okay. When you are listening to music, are you typically listening to albums, or do you listen to playlists, or what's the I what's the format? I'm really habitual, so I listen to the same kind of like same kind of songs over and over again. You know, like right. until until they basically lose all meaning. Um, yeah. but but also like it, it depends on the the situation like if I'm going for a walk then it tends to be sort of you know I'll throw some like classical music on because it's meant to be a relaxing thing but then mm. if I'm at home and I you know 
uh, I'm doing something that I don't know needs I need to be like distracted whilst I'm working or something or you know or some you know doing something like that then um yeah. then yeah I guess it's more sort of like stuff that I I've just listened to a thousand times it's it's usually rap yeah. really like all the stuff I put on on my list is 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 not rap because um, I've, I feel like I've I've been on the odd podcast here and there where like th those things always come up and I always talk about the same kind of artists on those. So these are all like right. my sort of non-rap um, okay. kind of choices that I would go for. Yeah, fair enough. I w we'll we'll get into that, but I uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's um, a big fan of yours and I said, um, you know, I've got Chuckle T on the on the on the podcast and he's like, that's yeah. great. And I got your playlist through and I said, um, Mac, how how many? hip-hop songs or rap songs do you think uh, he would have put on this list and he was like probably i don't know 13 to 15 yeah. um it's like it's two uh one he had to swap out for a robbie williams song and one yeah. is amish paradise <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing i think like with with me like I, I i really i do love rap but i'm i'm way too picky and right. so there's like a few artists that i really really like that i listen to uh, like I say, again and again and again, and they've got a huge like the, one of the main things that you notice with, well, I don't know that, that I certainly think is the case with um, with with rappers is that there's there's often so much stuff like you know as as we discussed before when I was saying about like Despicable that Eminem track like stuff that's mm. never been released on albums, but right. there's like there's albums worth of like freestyles and and just like odds and sods and like you know mm. someone like Crooked Eye who I really like from the states is does stuff like the weekly freestyles where every single week he releases a new track over a over a um right a uh what's it called a, an instrumental you know famous instrumental or whatever and like that's mm -hmm. not an album necessarily that's just a collection of stuff that he does alongside his music so right when it comes to the people i love in rap there's like you know four or five artists who i just absolutely love and I just listen to all of their stuff. And then by the time you've listened to all of it, the, the stuff at the beginning is sort of refreshed in your head again. So, mm. you know, with, 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 with my tastes outside of rap, it's, it's, I look for completely different things. It's, it's weird yeah. because like with rap, I'm almost listening to it as a different, not even genre, but like a different format of entertainment than music like i'm listening out for different things i'm appreciating different elements it's all about right. the rhymes for me it's all about the wordplay and the you know the complexity and technicality whereas with music in a in in a non-rap sense i'm not looking for any mm. of that stuff i'm not i'm being impressed or taken by a rhyme but i'm not like oh you know that didn't that didn't rhyme as well as i wanted it to because it's not a factor right. that is important to me yeah yeah it feels similar to when you hear um comedians talk about watching comedy where comedians right. don't laugh at comedy they go that's clever yeah yeah that's funny that's 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 kind of it like it's it's a it's a oh i wish i came up with that and that kind of thing whereas i don't get that yeah, feeling yeah. in a in a in a in a in a pop song or anything you know like that right in a non-rap yeah. sense i don't i don't feel anything like that i just sort of appreciate it in a much more passive way whereas listening to rap is a very active activity for me yeah sure sure okay so what, what was the what was the first music that you bought or that you owned um first one i think the first one i bought with my own money may have been a system of a down album which okay. is not on the list but um I'm trying to think what it would have been i think i think it's called like steal this album okay right oh yeah yeah it's like a white cover with just steal this album written on like with with pen kind of thing can't remember yeah, what songs were on there 
because I'm really bad at knowing what's well what what any song is called and what right. album they're from. I'm really bad at like identifying those things. <laughs> terrible. Okay. But um, but I do remember like it, it was basically a real big obsession for a long time with System of a Down, and right, okay. um, and so I think they would have been um the first album I bought. Um, and yeah, I loved yeah aerials and Chopsui and all, all the big ones as well. Um, I just thought that like basically every track they had was really really listenable, even the weird ones like Chicken yeah. Stew. Just loved yeah. it. Excellent. Okay. And uh, what is the best live performance or the best live show you've seen? Um, that's an interesting one because I'm not much of a live music kind of person. No. Um, okay. I, I think like it's it's, it's really um, I don't know it's a, it's a hassle I don't I don't like I don't like <laughs> okay. traveling places or being stood up for a long amount of times I've been to see a right. few a few different um, people live um, when I was younger I went to see um, Lamar and okay. Blue right. and Robbie Williams um, twice because my mum was obsessed with him still is. Um, I think that I, actually I did see an early, early performance of uh, the darkness when they were um, warming up for for Robbie Williams, and I genuinely oh, thought good. even then I think this was before they were they were on you know telly or the radio or whatever, and yeah. I remember thinking then oh that was pretty cool, but I think um, probably my favourite is either Hopson um, American rapper Hopson who was it was really good to see live because um, it's basically the only rap gig I've ever been to. Um, or Radiohead, who I saw in um, okay, was it maybe Wembley Stadium a few years ago? Um, right, okay, and that was really cool. Although, you, I I think everyone sort of says this. You, you always get the feeling that Tom York is sort of obliging you by being there, like he doesn't want to be there, and he's just sort of right. like, let's do this again. Sorry, I saw. Shouldn't swear. No, it's fine. You can. Okay, well, he's like, for fuck's sake, this again. <laughs> Bollocks! Why am I here? <laughs> These wankers. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I think he's good at masking it, but you can kind of feel it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm not. Um, I've I've seen that energy before. I remember. Um, oh, it wasn't. It's not a fun band, but it was uh, Razorlight. Oh yeah, not a cool band. But yeah, I remember watching them as a as a warm up act and just thinking, you you want to be anywhere but here. <laughs> And it's the, it's the weirdest energy to watch a gig and like slightly enjoy a song and then watch the performer and be like, yeah, you're not having a good time. What's amazing is that like it's sort of it it um you know when you think about it, it highlights the difference between those two situations. Like how surreal can you imagine how surreal it must be to be doing something that impactful in all these people's lives yeah. and being like, oh like another day of this and everyone there yeah. is like oh my god it's that person i love and they're like oh why am yeah. i here it's so unbelievable yeah. to think of like being in that situation like every Absolutely, time I, yeah. I i don't perform very often like you know I, I do the battles and stuff but that's every like few months and so every time i do a new one i have that same buzz because it's been a long enough time or like even if it's been right. one month then it's still like you know but um if i was performing every day then maybe i'd be at that point where i'm like come on you know but yeah. I just can't imagine yeah. being so disenfranchised with something that's so surreal and like energy invoking and stuff. It's just it's yeah, nice. especially Radiohead because it's not like they're just like you know four chords and four no. on the floor. You know, it's like 
there's a lot that goes into those songs and a lot that goes into Tom York's performances as well. Yeah. You imagine like getting off the back of singing that and then just being like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but this is I have to go. Like you say with the um with the <laughs> with the with the comedy stuff as well. Um yeah. I think Frankie Boyle says basically a, a similar kind of thing. His his situation with performing live comedy, I think, is that he loves writing it but he hates performing it. And like you right, wouldn't be able right. to tell again, like there's there's a bit of like venom in his performance that kind of like bleeds into that idea quite well. But yeah. um, I think you know th- there's there's this idea, I guess, where the the writing and the creating of the thing is kind of like a a, a lovely uh, romantic kind of idea that you can do by yourself in your own leisure. And then the other yeah. thing is like performing to task and having to do a certain thing. Like I I, yeah. I think writing is much more pleasurable than performing. But I still right. can't imagine being in that situation and being like, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. Stop 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 stop. <laughs> Looking at the water clock and being like, can we get out by nine? I hope we can get home early. <laughs> Wembley Stadium as well. Yeah, exactly. Can um... we clear out, please, guys? <laughs> Alrighty. So, look, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the list then. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So, your song is Martha by Tom Waits. Yeah. That's yeah. It it might be one of my. It's probably my favorite song of all time. It might be my favorite song. Um, oh. Definitely top ten. Um, and yeah, I, I I was played it not too long ago um, by I can't remember if it was my mother-in-law or my brother-in-law, um, but my wife's family are just like real you know music heads. They know they know so much about music. It's amazing. Right. And um, and it's always a sort of an ongoing joke between me and them that I sort of like you know I'm not that I'm not don't know as much about it and you know listen to my own kind of little pockets and stuff but mm-hmm. I, and and that I only really listen to quite sad depressing songs is also like a bit of an in joke and okay, sure and so um there was there was the odd Tom Waits song that I'd heard that I really liked yeah um, and I think it was God's Away on Business which my dad played me which is a weird sort of silly one there's what's uh-huh. he what's he building in there and there was um i hope i don't fall in love with you i think that's from closing time as well the album that this one's from and um and then they were like oh we know one you'll like and whoever it was put it on and i was just like how i was so i was like i can't i, I was annoyed at myself that i hadn't heard it five years ago and become obsessed right. with it then so that i could have like caught up with this song and you know yeah, yeah. had this and uh it's just like it's it's such a me song it's down to a point like it's it's like it's not overly poetic which i don't mm. always mind you know i like the smiths for example and Ray and sometimes they're quite poetic and stuff but like right i, I don't it's quite like normal language there's nothing yes. overly florid or ornamented about it it's just it's it's a very simple story about a you know a 10 minute gap of of a, of a man's life that's what you're just looking into a window of a person's life really um i love tom waits's voice and i think this is like a sweet spot for it where it's not too gruff and it's not too clean um and you know the idea is that it's like an older man and you can hear that in the in the voice there's like a fragility to it and and stuff and i just yeah the, the the lyrics are so nice and simple i think i made some notes here i had something yeah yeah right at the end where it's like so it's all been quite plain language and then the last two lines are i remember quiet evenings trembling close to you and i just thought that was a really nice way to end it because it's a bit of like 
I don't know, trembling is kind of a a nice word to use, and it's just a yeah, yeah, it's just a lovely song. What did what did you think of it? Did you already know it when you listened to it? No, so I uh, yeah, I mean, quick backgrounds, you know, where I'm coming from with the the music, like a lot yeah. of uh, my taste in music for a long time has been in this one very small bubble, right? Um, and I've talked about this on the show before, but like my most uh, the the songs I listen to were basically, you know, you get your Spotify Wrapped, yeah, you get your top hundred songs for the year. That was my playlist for the following year and the following year. Right, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just stuck to that basically. I'm basically so, saying, yeah. Right, so uh, I haven't had very broad horizons in terms of my taste in music at all. Um, Tom Waits is an artist that I have obviously been aware of and listened to some of his work, but I think the the voice and some of the composition of some of the music that he's put out there has just put me off a little bit. Yeah, I've been a bit not, of a, yeah because some of it is quite jarring and some of the, some of the the way he performs is quite um uh i don't know if abrasive is the right word but yeah you know what yeah. I mean. um but this this song it took me a couple of listens to really really love but i think i know what you mean about his voice in this is like it is that sort of sweet spot of it's like it's quintessentially tom waits but it is a little bit more accessible I yeah think. yeah and the song is undeniably beautiful in the lyrical content and the way the song comes together it's it's very simple at its heart but it is just there's like a an ache to it that's that I exactly just, it yeah I'm really connected with as well um so yeah the, the the whole song was was absolutely beautiful i, I think when i was looking at it, i was a little bit surprised that it was a song that someone would fall in love with straight away because i don't think and maybe i'm wrong but i don't think most people listen to and fall in love with tom waits on the first listen yeah sure So it makes sense you've got a little bit of a background yeah there. i think um, that's that's a, that's that's a good point to, to mention is that yeah i had listened to a few and and some of them were like the extreme where i couldn't get into it that much but there was the odd right. one like um i hope i don't fall in love with you which is a, another beautiful one from him where yeah. I, I i yeah i'd kind of been acclimatized to the voice and so when i heard this one i was just like oh this is this is you know that sweet spot mixed in with that perfect slowness that I love and and, and a sadness and like yeah. you say an ache a sort of yearning kind of thing mm -hmm. and also like what I like about it is that um it's not there's it's it's barely romantic if, if anything it's sort of like it's almost pathetic this this person like calling up after yeah. years and years and years of you know inactivity or you know lack of communication or whatever he's been married or is married and she's married or you know was married how's your husband how's your, you know how are your kids he knows that she's sort of taken or you know is is, mm -hmm. is is in a situation but he's still trying and and in a way like there's one way to read that like he never stopped falling in love with her he never stopped being in love with her and he's still trying again but there's another reading of it that sort of says i don't know he's He's got nothing else and so he's just trying the last possible thing and so yeah there's a sweetness to it and a sadness and a sort of yeah like i said a, a sort of pathetic nature mm -hmm. to it that sort of makes it even more sad and heartbreaking yeah. that this is like the the last thing he can try to do and so he's like you know let's meet up for coffee let's talk it over and then he can't help but tell but say i love you can't you see and mm -hmm. you know that might not even be true again it might just be the desperation that's there in the moment 
So I just love that 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 it's such a short. It's you know it's not many. It's not it's not a particularly dense song. Yes. Yeah. It's just simple and it's a, a lovely story, and um, and yeah, it's just so heartbreaking. It's also quite unusual to have a song that I, I don't find many of these where you could definitely passively listen to this song. You could have it in the background because it's as it's simple and it's beautiful. Yeah. But you could get completely lost in it as well if you sort yeah. of, if you start focusing on the story and paying attention to it and like creating as like what you've just said, like creating this own little sort of this backstory in its own little it's, world. Yeah that it exists in it's um yeah it's 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 very powerful it's also it's um it's uh it's a really interesting one for me as well because it, it, it's interesting because it's so simply worded and it's not you know yeah. it's it's just it's written like a dialogue it's you know basically right. um um and there's something about it because like wh- wh- when i'm writing for things like battles or for for music or whatever the the, the most important thing for me or like the, the the sort of king of of writing is is imagery is to put an image in someone's mind using a particular right. set of words to try and make an image that everyone in the crowd is going to have the same picture, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot that goes into trying to make that work and sort of you know finessing it so that you get the exact picture that you want into someone's mind. This gives me such a clear picture. This this whole song, like even though it's just two sides of a telephone call, I always get like images associated with it in my head, and it's right. it's through nothing but the the simplicity of it and the storytelling of it and the voice of it and the fact maybe that it is as simple as two lines of the telephone that yeah gives me so much imagery with such little uh i don't know detail or you know anything like that i just you, you just yeah. get a really clear image of it which is really yeah, amazing absolutely. and i think part of it is is the voice and the telling of it yeah absolutely absolutely okay uh, we'll move on to song two then song two is a song that took you a while yeah. so yours is Exile by Taylor Swift yeah. and Bonnie Bear uh, yeah I, I mean t- to me this is always I'm always shocked or surprised when I look back at it and see it's Taylor Swift featuring Bonnie Bear because it does feel like Bonnie Bear featuring Taylor Swift to me Yes, um, not just because he starts the song but also just like the whole the whole construction of it feels like a Bonnie Bear song, really. Hmm. Um, um, and I do, I, you know, now I love the, the the concept of it sort of being a bit of an argument between two people and like the way that the the sort of the voices overlap and stuff like that. Like in an argument, it's really nice. And hmm. again, it's another sad song. It's about sort of loss and and things like that, which for some reason I really like and and don't depress me either. They sort of make me happy to hear them. Um, right. But I think the reason it took me a while um, isn't just because it's a Taylor Swift song. I'm not massively into Taylor Swift, although I think that was an element of it. Um, but also, like, when when songs are delivered slower, you, you sort of examine the lyrics a bit more and you hear them a bit more. And you, you, you I guess, you know, even if you're listening to it quite passively, you do notice things in it. And there was just a couple of lines in it that I initially didn't really like. And I still don't really like, but sort of I, I i just forgave forgave them because the overall song was nice enough for it to you know be in there but there's a there's a line where like um um so you're not my yeah and i i think i've seen this film before and i didn't like the ending you're not my homeland anymore so what am i defending now i like that but then the next mm-hmm. line is you were my town now i'm in exile seeing you out and for me you were my town is just like a really weird way of saying that metaphor or got rolling with that imagery like 
you're you're not my homeland anymore is so nice and then to say you were my town is really jarring and it sort of sounds like oh we need to say that line again but i don't want to just repeat it oh you you're my village you're a really nice hamlet that i (laughs) frequented but now i'm do you know what I mean? It just felt a bit. Yeah. And there's a couple of bits here and there where I was just like, oh, that's a, a bit of a shame there. Right. But there are really nice lines in it as well. Like there's yeah. a uh, holding all this love in the hall or something like that with the imagery of him holding the box of his stuff and holding yeah. this love and taking his love away. That's really nice. And there's yeah. And the the melody is so nice. Yeah. And I'm just a sucker for yeah. that kind of melody and that you know this slow kind of. And and then there's that bit. I'm not very good with musical tone. I don't know if it's a bridge. I doubt it's a bridge. But there's a bit where he goes, Now step right up. Yeah. And all this time. Never gonna. And that's really cool because it's kind of like soaring out of the, you know, there's a bit of hope in it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. but yeah, that's what I thought. What about you? What do you think of that one? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I really like it. I think it's a, it's a beautiful song. Um, you already knew it, yeah. I, no. Oh, no. right, okay. Uh, I think I knew three or four songs on your list so oh really yeah yeah nice as i say i'm, I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to music but, um, <laughs> no i i'm mate i'm the same <laughs> um, you probably tell me your ones from your thing i'll be like i have no idea who that's <laughs> elvis who i've never heard. um I, I love that you went straight to elvis <laughs> don't know what it is about me that's giving off massive elvis presley <laughs> fan energy but um fair enough i <laughs> No, I really like this song. I I I don't tend to analyze lyrics uh, right. in the same way that you do, obviously. Um, but I, I I completely agree with you now that you've said it that the the sort of the downgrade from homeland to town, yeah, in over the course of two lines is is, is quite striking. Um, so yeah, I think that's fair enough. I I just thought it was a beautiful song. I the, the, Taylor Swift is one of those artists that has taken me a while to appreciate. I like I've tended to just write off a lot of her stuff yeah. because i didn't connect with it when i was younger and uh, you know s- some of the sort of more poppy stuff and some of the more country stuff i'm just not massively into but i do think there are there are songs that she does that are incredible and i think she's a, a, a wonderful artist and uh the combination of the two you'd have to think that bonnie Bear and, and Taylor swift are such like prominent artists that they do just influence each other yeah. and it, it makes sense that they can make a song that because I did feel it felt like a Taylor Swift song and oh, right, okay. and but I, I also I also know what you mean I also think it could very easily be a Bonnie Bear song right. so um, yeah it could it could either it could fit in either of their uh, discographies that you'd say but um, but yeah I just I, I did just think it was a it was a beautiful song um, br- brand new one for me and uh, like I'm I'm really, really glad to have it. I think. Yeah, it's lovely that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go back to that time and again. It's nice. a really, really beautiful song. Uh, song three, then a song from your introduction to music. So you've gone for "Artificial Flowers" by the Beautiful South. Yeah. So, and and like this is kind of, some of these choices are sort of almost like technicalities or sort of something like that because like there's right. there's a few. Like really, my my upbringing was a lot of the Beatles, like a lot okay. of the Beatles. But that's that's so standard, and okay. and also like it's you know the, what do I go for in terms of which one? And because it was just all of the Beatles all of the time, right? Beatles, 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 Beatles. And so I sort of thought, well, what was something else that I was 
brought up with that was you know as kind of classic and and i remember this one artificial flowers by the beautiful south which i used to listen to in my mum's like fiat panda when we were driving around and every okay. you know it was just like the one that's always in the either cassette or cd player or whatever yes and yeah, yeah. um yeah it was this album and um yeah that song has just always stuck with me and i actually i listened to it just before now for the first time probably since i was a kid uh to right. listen to again and I, I the you know it opened and i was like oh i've I can't remember this opening at all, and mm -hmm. um, all I can remember is the artificial flowers, and like it was even right. a different speed to what I thought it was and stuff. But yeah. for some reason, that has just stuck with me. I think my mum always sang it in the car as well. Every time that bit came on, she would always sing it, and um, and so yeah, it's just sort of stuck in my mind. So yeah, from when I was very young, um, okay. that was one. I remember it's it's funny because I think exactly of the being in the Fiat Panda with. Um, I used to do karate. Okay. And um, so watch. And um, <laughs> there was uh, so everyone has a belt, and yeah. um, the window was broken in my mum's panda. And for some right. reason, if you wanted it open, then you had to like have we had to have our belt like holding it like that so that it would would not fall off because it was one of those that sort of went, you know, the the window didn't come down, yeah, yeah. It just sort of open like that. But you had to right. hold on to it with your belt. And so I remember, yeah, just being holding my belt and being in the car and singing <laughs> Artificial Flowers. It was great. Um, but what yeah, I that, that whole album was great. Um, yeah. Okay. Brilliant. I don't know, man. Beautiful South is not one that's really, as far as I'm aware, stood the test of time that well. I don't know mm. many people who know them now or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think it would be quite a, a niche kind of uh style of music because it's there's a lot of a lot of story it felt it felt a lot older than it is like it's, that, a, it's right really... i'm so, so i'm so glad you said that because i have put in my little notes of what i'm doing feels older older than when i associated it with and i yeah. have since learned that it was actually made in the 1960s by someone called bobby Darren. yeah um so 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 yeah it was older than i it, it, it is older it's a 1960s song and and it's yeah. the same guy who did um splish splash I was taking a bath, you know that song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good. It's good to know. <laughs> We've all learned um, trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it 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 felt like a song that's been around for for years and years and years. It feels yeah. like something that like you know, uh, my granny could have sang to my mum. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that, I mean, that that style of music doesn't always lend itself to, you know, streaming platforms and, and yeah, the way exactly. we consume music now. So it's it's a very, it, you know, we're talking about passive versus active. I think it's a very active listening kind of song because it yeah. does have that sort of storytelling element to it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but still beautiful, and it's a it's a it's a great image. Like I'll I'll never be able to listen to the song now without thinking about you as a young boy in your karate outfit <laughs> yeah. holding the window up with the belt. <laughs> Imagine looking at that and seeing that. I mean, what, the, what is going on in that family? <laughs> we had, we had a, a not dissimilar thing in um, uh, my family's car. We had a, a, a Nissan Sunny. Um, nice, good, good motor. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, had a spoiler on the back of like no idea why. Like my <laughs> dad got it from our great auntie, and like that's not her vibe at all. But yeah. It's, um, but the uh, the the driver side uh, lock broke. Yeah. Um, so 
obviously there's you know you have to get into the car number one but you also <laughs> have to make sure that's unlocked in case of uh, you know a crash or an emergency um so what we had to do was uh you had to get in the passenger side wind the window all the way down and then my dad kept a crowbar in the in the door <laughs> so you had to then get out go around to the other side lift the crowbar out from the window and then stick it in the gap where the window went down and then lift up the lock um and then get in and uh i used to uh, drive the car up to belfast i worked night shift and then i would you know come out in the morning mm. and have to do this procedure <laughs> to my car when it was like very busy so people were just walking past assuming that they were witnessing a crime and obviously <laughs> also doing, doing nothing, nothing about, about it. it yeah yeah doing absolutely nothing about it like and there's no way to explain that right if someone's walking past like it just in like like that three seconds it takes them to walk past you can't explain <laughs> the door's locked and it is my car please don't worry please don't call the police <laughs> but yeah it's fun but uh, a good a good a good lesson to would be car thieves out there though now you've yep. got quite a good backstory to to lean on if the cops do catch you just go oh well this is the you're not going to believe this <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah uh all right song four then it's a song that makes you happy so you've gone for walking on sunshine by katrina and the waves yeah so this is probably tied or second favorite song ever i love this song okay. so so much and i can't even really explain why i just yeah. i just love it um it was the one song that at my wedding I was sort of like, this must make it in to okay. The, okay. The, the ceremony in some way. Yeah. And so and so yeah, when we when we like were going back down the aisle, we had this kick off. And um yeah, for my my first introduction to it was um American Psycho, which I think a lot of people sort of remembered it from if you okay. if you've seen that. There's a bit where yeah, he's yeah, yeah. walking into his office and he's got the Walkman on and it's playing it and I think he's just done something horrific to you know, some sex worker he's just killed or something. And yeah. um, and he's listened to it really casually, and I, I'd sort of I already knew the song then kind of, but I hadn't really thought of it. And then, you know, uh, I think I, probably it's come up. It's using adverts all the time for like you know right. for a rocker or something. We'll probably use it. Yeah, sure. And yeah. then um, I think during lockdown, um, obviously there's like you know like everyone had sort of like the odd down moment. I was getting a bit like you know gloomy about work or whatever and stuff like that, and um. I think I put it on ironically to be like, hey, right. I'm walking on sunshine. Like, and yeah. and then I realized, like, this is actually like a drug. It's such a fun song. It's so yeah. it's so fun and like intoxicating. I was yeah. just like, every time I put it on, I was getting like a bit of a hit and it hasn't really yes. worn off. And it's been like two years since then now. And, yeah. you know, if I've got like a hangover or if I wake up late, or if I'm like not very motivated and I need to get going, then I'll just pop it on as loud as I yeah. can. And I do, I, I do walk around dancing to it. Yeah. And I just, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's just so happy and fun, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Spirited. It's, it's, it's great to embrace that because I, I think that's what you just said around it being used so much in pop culture and adverts and everything. Yeah because it is a quintessentially happy song it's like it's one of the first songs that people would think of it's like you know if, if they're in a like a, a boardroom deciding on a song they want to yeah. go for what's a happy song walking on sunshine boom move yeah. on to the next thing um and i think that's probably why i don't listen to it that much yeah um and i like i'd be this i think um smash mouth uh all-star is probably um, another example it, yeah. of one that people like 
enjoy ironically until they actually just start to enjoy it yeah yeah. Um, and i think this is a this is a really really good example of that and it's 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 great to embrace that because it is it's such a fucking fun song it is so good and it was i I absolutely loved listening to this like properly yeah and not just have it on like as in an advert or a tv show or a movie or something like it was so fun to listen to it is Um, it's so fun and it's it's such a nice little again like a little uh, the, the lyrics are just just what they are it's just you know I, I, i'm struggling to think of it now but um yeah I, I used to think maybe you love me but now i'm sure or like now yeah. baby i'm sure or something like that um yeah, yeah. and i just can't wait for the moment you walk through my door it's just like it's so hopeful and happy and there's like there's no yeah, yeah. doubt it's the opposite of earnest it's just all happy fun mm-hmm. um i'm i couldn't be happier and when you think about it i'm walking on sunshine like which we associate it so much as a thing that means this now and i don't know if it was, it was i imagine it was a term before but like it's it's an odd phrasing but like it's lovely to th- like it's sort of like i'm floating i'm 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 above yeah, yeah. everything i'm 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 away with the fairies kind of thing i'm i'm just yeah, i'm not even here right. i'm so happy and um yeah. yeah cloud nine exactly and it's just it's such a it's such a nice pure yeah lovely image and then they went on to yeah. win the the year of vision 14 years later <laughs> um it's it's also what i love about what you said as well is i love having a really happy song associated with a really happy moment i have the same with um so we got married in 2019 and uh hall notes you make my dream come yeah dreams come true that was our song for walking back down the aisle and that was already a really fun happy song that i enjoyed and now every time i hear that i also think about that moment of walking back down the aisle and i don't know i don't know how you felt about it but for me that's probably that particular moment was maybe one of the peaks in terms of like my little memories of the day because a lot has been leading up to that moment and the ceremony's done and there's a lot of relief and then you just get to you know all your friends and family are there you're hand in hand with your now wife yeah which is a beautiful moment and you know that the next thing you have to do is basically just i mean i had the speeches which i was dreading but uh you've got the um just basically a party after that yeah to you know have a drink and relax which is such a nice moment so yeah i i I love having the two together yeah man that's uh, all right um all right we'll take the tone down then so a song that makes you sad is uh, sweetheart what have you done to us by keaton henson yeah so this is um so keaton henson was introduced to me uh by my friend jamie blaze who co-wrote the the, the 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 rhyming dictionary that we have out and um and sort of been a bit of a writing partner of mine for the last eight years or whatever and uh-huh. um yeah i think we were in leeds i think i was i had a battle out in leeds and um he we have very similar taste in music and in you know the sort of slow sad depressing music and um most of them don't actually sort of like they don't make me unhappy despite being sad and slow i i I like that about them like i get something out of that it feels good um but this one for some reason hit me in a sort of like particular way not even really sure what it is about it the music video um is is kind of instrumental in it i think um which you probably wouldn't have seen because you were doing on spotify right but there's um yeah yeah. there's a bit in the music video the the whole music video is just keaton henson the singer um who's a a waif of a man you know very very skinny big beard sort of looks like he's been heartbroken a million times or whatever and he's just sort of like you know 
miming the lyrics facing the camera on a beach in front of the sea and there's a bit where um i can't remember what lyric it comes to like follow me now to the end of our love or something like that and he sort of like he wells up and he walks off but the camera people keep filming just out to the sea um and the song just continues but he, he i don't think it's manufactured i think it genuinely is they they decided to keep that bit of him right, genuinely okay. getting a bit you know emotional about the song that he's written and and doing the take right. and um and so that helps to it because it feels like such a deeply personal song there are yeah. lyrics all the way through um i say all the way through it's only like it's only it's not many in fact i think i've i think it's like 14 lines like a sonnet so i think it's it's not very long at all but um right. there are lyrics in there like if all you wanted was songs about you then you know here's one you know, I'm doing one yeah. now. And it's sort of like, you know, th there's no, in a good way, there's no effort to hide how personal that is. It's not like swamped in metaphor or anything like that. Yes. That you're just saying something that y you don't necessarily get the full picture of, but he's not masking it or trying to contextualize it. It's just kind of raw and out there. And there's a line in it, which was, uh, and, uh, and God, you were the one who told me not to be so English. Which is another one of those lines that, again, just there's no context for it, but you can hear someone saying that in a really sort of offhanded way. Oh, you know, oh, you're so English, as like being a sort of playful thing that you say to a partner, but then it, yeah. you know, kind of takes Recalling. on a different, yeah, it takes on a different sort of feeling, especially after a heartbreak and things like yeah. that. So it's just a deeply personal song. And because of that, because of the personal nature of it and how raw and emotive it feels. It yeah. just makes me feel more invested and therefore a bit more sad because, you know, you can't help but sort of empathise with him. And he's got this frail, sort of delicate, broken man voice. Even though it's a nice yeah. voice, it's very, very delicate. It's kind of um, like Jeff Buckley in a in a way. Um, right. But yeah, really delicate. And, um, and yeah, it just... Um, yeah, it just makes me sort of well up a bit. If I if if I was to sit down and listen to it and listen, you know, really listen to it, then I think it would make me well up a bit. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of it? Similar, yeah. I think it's it's we we get different kinds of sad songs on the show, mm. and uh, I think uh, probably a lot of your other songs on your list are probably the other type of sad song, which is you know uh, is something that is a bit sort of it has sad messaging or it is like yeah. it's, uh, sad musically but it wouldn't necessarily pull me into a sad state yeah um i think this is one that if i if i were to sit down and really focus on it and listen to it and i was in the mindset of all right let's sit down and feel sad yeah i could definitely do it with this song this is like this yeah. would completely break me and I think for all the reasons that you said, it's just, it's a similar thing. It's like it's the uh, fragility of it. It's the um, uh, simplicity of the way he's putting mm -hmm. across as well. I really really like that in songwriting when someone's just like when someone just puts it out there how it is. Yeah. Um, like I I I love uh, this band called Frightened Rabbit. Are they the my go to band? And they have they have both basically they'll they'll have a lot of like sort of metaphor and uh and and poetry but they will also have lyrics where it's just like very black and white what's been what's been yeah, talked about and 
that can be heartbreaking to listen to when someone's like really putting themselves out there i think i think you're right and um yeah it's interesting because in um and like to the uninitiated people listen to this about you know battle rap it might seem it might seem weird to to, to draw those parallels but like as as you probably know your friend who's, who's really into battle rap knows it's sort of like battle rap isn't just about you know oh your mum and stuff like that a lot of the time it's about like technical complexity and like and trying to weave yeah. a narrative and make things you know as sort of as as full and and, and you know image filled as possible and so it's right. that that exact thing that you're saying there is kind of like one of the um the balances that i think it's really important to try and draw in that um right is is you know just saying what you mean in a clear and concise way and then yeah. now and then backing that up with m- metaphor or, or similes or whatever or some kind of like word play or yeah. word word uh, language technique but not doing mm. it so much so that it becomes you know either like saccharine or a bit over the top or just you know uh, trite or whatever and it's the same I, I think you know it's, it's the same with anything it's the same with dialogue in a tv show some some people overdo dialogue to the point where it's just like oh this is this is like you've written a a poem like no one speaks like this really this is just all strange as opposed to just saying what the character means and letting the actor get across any subtext to it um you know it's it's sometimes way more powerful and emotive so yeah i think i think getting that line right is um is very difficult and i'll I'll listen to frightened rabbit to, to get some of that definitely oh okay perfect uh yes another one <laughs> for the fan club um yeah i i feel very similar around uh around the dialogue and this is uh this may be unpopular but um it's the reason i can't stand watching have you ever watched this is us no i haven't i've just remembered which no. one that is no it's on disney isn't it yeah yeah, I haven't seen that one. Why? What? 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 What do they do? What's the it's, thing? It's that. It's that exact sort of dialogue that you're talking about, where like no one speaks like this. And yeah. My wife's really into, it. and it like it. There are bits of it that are really well done, and it's really sad, and it's like it's all about. It's it's about life, and they're trying to bring this sort of poetry into everything. But it's just like it's just the way they talk. Sometimes you could ask one of the characters on that show, like, "What's your favorite color?" and they'd be like. <laughs> back in 63 <laughs> my dad used to drive me around and, and it would just be like this whole I story i hate and... things like that yeah. so <laughs> much i yeah. hate it so 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 much yeah they're in an argument and they're just like have you ever heard the song river by Joni mitchell ah, i'm annoyed i, I then... want to take that off my list now i just i i was i just said that song because i saw it on the list but um, <laughs> but yeah and it'll eventually bring it back to the point but then you're just like no one thinks like that yeah no one yeah. in an argument or in a conversation thinks yeah, in let, that sort of that let me word it like this in a, yeah exactly yeah. i um i i watched for a while and got into um the series of hannibal um on netflix right with Mads mickelson and um will something i don't know that's his character name anyway i can't remember his name but um there was some of it i mean it was just so much like that because it's uh, there's t- two characters are sort of like I think they're both therapists or one's a therapist and one's a detective but he's like a genius level detective and right. and they used to uh, it's so cringy after i stopped me watching it because he was like um he goes you know man's person who's playing hannibal's a, 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 a psychiatrist or whatever goes are you you seem tense and then the other guy's like 
tension is meant to be broken. And he goes, breakages cause damage. And he goes, damage can be healed. And he goes, healing takes time. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? No one does this. It's not. A, this is insane. Stop it. <laughs> and it was every episode. It was like that. Like, well, you, yeah. to, you know, it's like, oh, it's this chess game just going on and on forever. Just like, just, just go. Yeah, I'm tense. I need a fucking massage. <laughs> I'm here for that reason. Can, you just, can we just yeah. do this, please? I just hate yeah. it. Um, Witty repartee. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. one, you know, I get that some things are elevated versions of reality or whatever, but like, it's just, it, yeah, there's sure. only so far it can go. And yeah, I, if, I, if I you don't can tell even... it's taken them a writer's room two hours to write a, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a, a 10 line piece of dialogue. You're like, okay, well, no, I'm out. I don't even like it in TV and films where they go, there was one I saw the other day and it's, it's this kind of dialogue where um, she said something like, um, what's he like? The man who lives here. No one says that. No one yeah. says, what's he like? The man who, you go, what's the man who lives here like? That's how yeah. you, that's how people speak. No, <laughs> you know, oh, I just, oh. Yeah. It's so annoying. But yeah, that's so that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, we'll move on. Because I, I could do this all day. Yeah, we'll move on. The long. song to relax to is. Uh, I need Jim it now. Nipody. I'm too wound yeah. up. <laughs> uh, Jim Nipody by Eric Satie. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's Satie or Sati or Sati. I've heard it's Sati. When, when I say it to Google, and I say, I play this, it goes, Eric Satie. But, um, but yeah, this is um, just a really nice piece of music it's it's harder to sort of say anything about it because there's no lyrics to sort of read into but um yeah just just a lovely slow beautiful piece of music i don't know much about classical music i tried to listen to quite a bit and i do have it on and just sort of i usually play eric satie and then have it just go through the stuff um and and you know there's a couple of other people i just sort of randomly put on and it's 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 one of those things, I guess, with like with with classical music. When we think of it from being like nineteenth century and and before, I guess, it's like mm-hmm. it, if it's stood the test of time this long, then it's probably quite good. And it you know, so it's yeah. a safe bet to just be like, okay, play, I don't know, you know, Wagner, and then just see what comes up, and you'll probably enjoy most of yeah. it. Um, but it's like I say I'm not very good with song titles and albums and so like when they're called things like Movement 3 and mm. Symphony 2 it's like I'm never going to learn that and that's a frustration to me but yeah. I know this one because I've just listened to this bit so many times and as yeah. soon as I hear it start I instantly feel a bit relaxed right. and I do sort of like melt into the chair a bit and just want to sort of pass out in a nice yeah. way um yeah. and uh, yeah my mother-in-law um listens to it a lot so we sort of always gets put on when she's around and yeah just lovely awesome. well what about you awesome. have you got any sort of like classical bent no, no. i'm exactly the same with the, with the titles like if it was you know uh not called beethoven's fourth and it was yeah. called something like on the beach <laughs> i would yeah i'd probably go back to them a lot more because i know what i'm looking for yeah but, um and this this is a perfect example of that because i listened to this and i was like oh i do know this yeah like i've heard this a lot i've heard this uh i think this has been used in a couple of movies and stuff so i'm yeah. familiar with the song um but yeah it's uh, classical music is something that i think i need to try and give a little bit more time to because 
again this this list I, I listen to these lists like six or seven times before yeah. we record so I, I can get used to them and it was really really nice listening to this in the car um yeah you know, from driving or like you know going out for walks and stuff i can see why people would be like okay i'm gonna stick to classical music for like this walk or this drive or something yeah. like that because it does sort of it it, it helps it, it's a very meditative as well it's sort of you can listen to this while you're thinking about something else or focus on something else or you can focus purely on the music and let your mind sort of wander or drift yeah i think that's it as well like i um whenever i'm writing i always want something on in the background but everything is too distracting so i end up pausing yeah and then writing and then you know and it gets cut but something like that is obviously just so nice and peaceful yeah. and and again passive if you want it to be it can just be yeah. in the background and um and yeah it's, it's it's really nice um i sort of caught myself the other day um you know on the, on that whole thing of of the classical music and sort of not knowing it but sort of knowing it and um mm-hmm. i realize it's a really twatty thing i do when like some classical music might come on like the telly and yeah. and my wife is there and i won't know what it is or who it's by but i'll recognize it and because i sort of clearly a bit of my brain goes it's important that your wife thinks you're smart i start like singing along to it like louder than na, 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 na. Oh, do you know, <laughs> i know this one I know this one. Oh, what is it? I don't know the name. I don't know who's by, but clearly I know the tune. So I am clever, aren't I? Yes, dear. Thank you. It's just such a stupid thing that I do. But <laughs> sing it really loudly so that she was like, "Oh, you know this? Yes, I do." Thank you. <laughs> on with, on with Hannibal. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> already um I, i've 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 used this um i've talked about this before but one of the things i love about this show is um or the playlists that i do is um transitions between songs um, <laughs> i didn't even think of that one this time yeah um, because the obviously we've got the categories and then the songs just come uh yeah in a in a nice order so we go from this to a song from your preteen years amish paradise by weird al come on uh yeah i i sort of um i realized that a lot of the ones i'd chosen because they're so sad yeah um with i guess the exception of um katrina and the waves and and maybe one or two others but like it's quite an earnest list it's quite a lot of like seriousness and 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 i was i was like oh god i'm it it feels like i was taking myself too seriously and i was like gotta have weird out you gotta have weird out and i think um this was the first one i heard from him um or at least the first one where i knew it was weird out and um and i just had no idea that like this kind of thing existed and um and i've gone for you know it says preteens i'm pretty sure i was around 11 or 12 i'm I'm pretty sure. sure and um and yeah i just remember being like how is this allowed like how like or, or, or is this in some way like naughty like is it okay that i'm yes. listening to this like it, it's it, I, and i just thought like and then and then i remember discovering later how old it was and how he was sort of relevant weird i was relevant in like the 80s and i was like wait a minute so like my dad could have listened to it. and i said to my dad was it you know weird and he's like no weird i was not about in the 80s and i was like yeah he was and then he came up in um 
Naked Gun, that film Naked Gun. He's like, there's the, the cameo from him in there. And I was oh, like, yeah. what? Because I thought like I had stumbled across this obscure sort of, you know, right, guy yeah. who sort of did these in his... So then seeing him on the screen at that point, I was like, oh my God. And um, I think I just found it so funny for some reason. Mm. Um, I didn't even really know the source material that well of the, you know, the original Gangster's Paradise. I didn't know it yeah. that well. But I, I knew that this was a parody song, you know, if, if that was the word I knew for it. And I just, I, I found it amazing. And... Yeah then I just sort of like got really into Weird Al for a long time um, mm. and just, just loved all of his songs and I still like him now a lot um, when I look back at the ones that were sort of the classics like White and Nerdy and, and this one and, and a few other key but like there's a lot of trash out there as well um, Yeah, like a surgeon cutting for the very first time is not it's, it's just not very funny <laughs> Yeah. It's, just, it's just not that funny. It's just like what rhymes with what rhymes with like a virgin, like a surgeon. Yeah, all right. Yeah, go for it. Let's just write an entire song around like a. It's really weird. I know it's one of it's um, weird. I'll weird. I'll walk so you know Chris Moyles and Lad Baby could run, and <laughs> I do not thank him for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like so, I mean. It's, it seems like a very obvious connection for me but you know was if you look at Weird Al and, and that kind of music and then what you were doing now was that sort of an influence for you in terms of what you wanted to do? Or? Well I, I don't it makes sense that it would be but I don't feel like it necessarily is that much actually like I right. do enjoy that kind of thing that he was doing but like as an adult parody songs are my probably my least favourite of all the genres it's like sure. something that's just like you know um and there was a real big spate of them in like 2000 I want to say like well probably between 2010 and 2015 on YouTube of people just like taking any popular song and just changing one word and, and thinking it's yeah. hilarious and and I, I can't really stand them so like I don't think I would make a parody song as, as like a sort of even if yeah. I was an out and out comedy song, you know I much prefer something like Tenacious D or Lonely Island where they mm. um tastefully most of the time uh poke fun at a genre whilst also being technically pretty good at the genre little dicky as right. well um well little dicky's just yeah. a funny rapper i suppose more but 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 these guys like you know they, they joke with the genre as right. a whole and create you know their own music to accompany yeah. that using other other people from the industry whereas this yeah. is sort of like what's a cheap sort of joke it's, it's kind of like a joke you would make at home about the song but someone's gone let's not just make the joke let's make the joke let's let's do the whole yeah. thing like you know someone might think oh like a surgeon that's funny and then he's gone yeah, yeah. and you know give me give me two <laughs> weeks and a, and a cast and crew <laughs> of 40 people and i'll have a music video that you'll die for yeah yeah i know uh, yeah I, I feel the same about parody songs i remember like uh i think it must have been the two uh that area you're talking about i think chris moyles was like a big one for it that um yeah i predicted diet i think is the one that there we go out. and again like uh, you know you just say that that's funny you make yeah. a whole song about it and then you go right well you've <laughs> you've, too much time you've yeah hands. exactly so you've, you've gilded <laughs> the lily <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. i suppose right. it's all right if he's you know just doing it on his radio show was he releasing them as like singles? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Scratch trying that. to get them up the charts and stuff. Nah. Like that. So, like, I predicted diet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It's not good. Oh, God. Not good. And then, like, yeah, like, Lab Baby is like, we built this city on sausage rolls. Yeah. It doesn't even work. It's just, you just want to talk about sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless a city who discovered the sausage roll yep. did get a lot of their tourism and therefore money for the community from sausage then i suppose figuratively they would have built their city on sausage rolls so you gotta give them uh, their due for that because that might yeah, be what they okay. meant maybe i hate to call maybe. you out on your show but i just you know yeah no that's fine i think you may be overthinking it slightly <laughs> um, potentially but uh let's agree to disagree it's fair, it's fair. let's agree to disagree uh, yeah. yes, i don't want to get into an argument yeah 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 no i uh, will we'll move on uh song eight is a cover uh, so you've gone for I Will Survive by Cake. Yes. Um, yeah, Cake was introduced to me when I was sort of maybe like 15, 16, maybe 14. Um, right. And um, yeah, I just really liked all their music, really. And I liked, I like, um, I don't know the the members' names, but the, mm-hmm. the lead singer um, has this really kind of nice way of delivering lyrics where it's sort of like it's kind of lazy sounding and it's sort of like mm. um you know it's sort of sometimes a step behind the beat but then catches up with itself and there's there's that all the way through this um that sort of off time sort of slightly offbeat re- delivery and it's yeah. also my favorite kind of cover i think which is where you know, there's nothing outlandish has been done to the original. The, the, the lyrics haven't been like augmented in any way that I can tell. I think there's one. I think he says, um, "I should have changed the fucking lock instead of I cha- should have changed the stupid lock." Um, yeah. I think that's the only thing that's changed. It's not. It's not like you know, dramatically slowed down or like made into a club hit or or anything like that. It's the same kind of song. It's just mm. with the flavor of the band. It sounds yeah. like the band could have wrote this written this sorry so i think that's my favorite kind of thing is just like here's a parallel universe where we came up with this song yeah and and here's how it would sound different what i really don't like in a cover is the classic thing you know the the very 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 adverty thing of just getting a upbeat song and and slowing it down yeah and 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 just having that as the that is art that must be art isn't it (laughs) <laughs> uh, you you've touched on my uh my biggest gripe with any media right now right which is uh for movie trailers right yeah beat song and getting oh what oh there was one recently to sing it there yeah. was one recently i think it was for the batman was it was it um there was a nirvana song here we are now entertain it like really slow and i was just like this is not what this. What are you doing? What are you doing? To Nirvana. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's yeah. You're right. It is in a lot of trailers, isn't it, at the moment? Um, yeah. Yeah. Really frustrating because I mean they must know that everyone else is doing it. They must have seen it yeah. a million times and gone, "Oh, we shouldn't do that again." Now nah, go on one yeah. more time. Can't yeah. hurt. It's just. I think it's just a formula at this point. Yeah. It's just. It's like this is what's been working. So we're like we'll we'll take a song. We'll make it sad boom job yeah. done i um, wonder if there's like a song that hasn't been <laughs> there's probably not a beatles song that hasn't been slowed down <laughs> maybe we yeah. all live in a yellow submarine hasn't been 
that would be quite difficult to slow down. Fuck, it's someone's brain. I can hear it in my head. Yeah. A white man with a guitar has definitely done that. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 To to raucous applause. (laughs) Because they'll love it. My friend. Can't believe he's done that. Yeah. That's so clever. (laughs) How did you think of that? Well, what I did was like, (laughs) it's too complex for you. I'm not going to waste your time. (laughs) Oh, got to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like this one is because it's just like, it's the same kind of tempo. It's it's Mm. kind of, it's upbeat. A bit, uh, yeah. I suppose a bit more upbeat than the original, but but like overall, it's just it's just a great homage to that song, which is what yeah. I, I love in a in a in a in a cover is someone doing a an homage of that. Yeah, it's a nice delivery. I think this is probably this is probably a song I would really enjoy listening to live. Yeah, I probably wouldn't listen to an awful lot more. Fair enough. The studio version. Do you know what I mean? I tend to listen to yeah. it in the car because it's kind of a a driving song yeah. for me yeah no, that's um, a nice song I like it yeah and it's uh, um, I think I think I like that I know all the kind of know most of the lyrics as well when I first listened to it as it, it was again yeah. another one of those sort of things about oh shit this is a this is a song I kind of know and I've heard it by you know yeah. about you know it's just nice to have crossovers isn't it so yeah I yeah think absolutely that's... excellent alrighty song nine that is the song you would sing at karaoke so you've gone for go the distance from Hercules yeah I've, Michael Bolton's version. Okay. Well, I I have put Michael Bolton. But I think that's because it was on the on Spotify. It came up as that. Um, oh, okay. okay. But really, for me, I would want to sing the original from the Disney. But I mean, I think there's more lyrics in the in the in the Bolt. I think it's longer. Um, yeah. And I do love his voice. I find his voice very funny, but also yeah. quite you know. I can't even do it. But like, it's like he's it's like he's being strangled as he's singing, but still belting. Yeah. Yeah. I will fall the I do really like him. Um but yeah, I just I, I love it. I feel like it's it's not easy to sing necessarily, mm. but like it's easy to belt and not really care about you know, it's a lot of long static notes and yeah, you know, just it's just it's lovely. I also it's my okay. favourite Disney is, is Hercules and Oh yeah? Yeah, love it. Okay. And uh and that is probably my favourite song from it. It's a great tune. Great tune. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about your singing ability. You're obviously already demonstrating. Uh, <laughs> for, uh... <laughs> Plus the COVID. <laughs> yeah, I cannot sing for for for, for shite. But um, my wife's a really good singer, and um, and yeah, I, I sort of sort of feel like everyone I know is quite a good singer. Um, right. and I just know I'm really shit. And I tend to sort of like to sort of save myself. I tend to go like up in a register where I'm like I'm really high up. I'm like I know every mile will be worth my while. Like way up there, so that you can't even tell that I'm trying, <laughs> which I right, probably right. have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's uh, well. That's I mean that's sort of the question I ask around karaoke is you know if you if you're if you're not confident in your singing ability and you're going for a really big song. It's got to be big energy, right? Is that, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're bringing? You, you better be drunk. Is the point? I think at the end of the day, fair. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the energy comes from. That's the spinach yeah. for the Popeye yeah. medley. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like, and, and yeah, I've, I suppose you just got to not care, which is really hard. You just got to yeah. get, you know. But I think this is. I think maybe the reason this is one is because I love the song so much, 
and love the story so much of Hercules in yeah. in the story that I think I do sort I would sort of get caught up in it. Whereas every right. other song, maybe I'd be like overthinking it. But because it's silly to pick Hercules, yeah, I know that I would sort of it would be known that I wasn't taking myself seriously, so I can belt it. Yeah, even if I'm terrible at it. So that's yeah. why it's you have people that's on why board for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I say this a lot, but I, I'd much rather, if I'm ever watching karaoke, much rather have someone who cannot sing for Toffee belting something out and giving it a go and not giving a shit and having fun than someone who's got a decent voice. Yeah. Like, just too cool for school. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, I'm up here because my friends made me, you know, just yeah. trying to get through it and then getting off the stage. I'm like, oh, was I good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no just go for it or don't bother yeah that's, exactly that's my feeling. But we're all in this together as well we're not you don't go to a karaoke night because you love live music that's not you exactly. know i'm not you're not yeah. a gig fanatic um yeah i remember yeah i remember uh years and years ago when i was a kid i remember this um woman who at every single like gathering of like my parents friends or whatever one yeah. of them every time it was someone's birthday would just everyone starts singing happy birthday just happy birthday to, and every time she's like happy birthday to you and i was just like, how are you doing that why do you think that's okay <laughs> this is unbelievable i can't believe that you think this is socially fine and ah uh, i just don't I, I can't understand that like lack of humility to be like yeah I can sing and this is an opportunity for everyone to know because it never is unless you're literally doing a performance <laughs> I had a friend at university who was um, he sang and uh, he would always harmonise if someone was singing on the TV he would sing the harmony but there was one there was one day I don't know if he did it on purpose or if he just couldn't catch himself but uh, uh, an ambulance was going past <laughs> And the siren, he harmonized with the siren. And you're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I oh, just, you know, it's just a harmony. Like, that's not normal. That's, that's not normal behavior. That's yeah. amazing. Fair play. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, song 10 then is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So your song is Get Out of My House by the Streets. Yeah. Um, I suppose this is a sort of this is a rap song really um, as yeah. it well it's by rappers you know certain yeah. style you know I, I guess some people say they're like sort of sp spoken wordy kind of thing um, yeah. but this was probably some of the first rap I'd listened to this album right. uh, The Grand Don't Come For Free and I listened to it on repeat I remember I was when it says reminds me of a specific place it's sort of more like a specific situation which is being in my room playing Devil May Cry um, the computer game and, and just having the TV muted and listening to that on repeat and right. I, you know I must have been maybe like I, I don't know how it would line up in the years but like maybe 12 or 13 or 14 mm -hmm. and um, I just remember being like it was so novel to me that it was a an album that had a a narrative a, a, you know right. a, a more clear narrative than just these songs sound really nice together or there's like an, an idea that links them a narrative yeah. in terms of that song literally leads on to that like a musical and yeah. um 
yeah, it was just so novel to me that I felt like I could just listen to it over and over and over again. And, and I did. And this one was one of the ones that stuck out to me. Um, Cause it's like, it's a, it's an argument between a couple. It's just, it's, it's really funny at points and it's, yeah. um, it's really like venomous and it's really human. Again, it's really, there's no, no ornamenting, no anything like that. It's just, here is a snapshot, you know, even if you take it outside of the context of the whole album, here is a snapshot yeah. into a relationship done in a really real, really visceral and quite British way as well. Like the yes. argument's so petty and yeah. and there's bits in it where he's sort of like he's ad libbing all the way through it when she's arguing and sort of going no 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 all right fair play fair play and like you know things like that and yeah. there's a really funny bit at the end where he's like um well I can't remember now can I I can't remember it's hard enough remembering my arguments without uh, remembering my opinions without remembering my reasoning for them and this is a really funny thing to say because I've always felt like that like I find it hard yeah. to remember my opinions sometimes let alone yeah. the reason for them. And there's little, yeah, little jokey bits in there like that that just really humanise it because, you know, if you were to take, if you were to film you having an argument with your spouse or significant other or yeah. whatever, and you watched it back when calm, you probably would laugh quite a few times because you're like, what is even going on here? This is like, that's yeah. a ridiculous thing to say. I can't believe I said that or whatever. And it's like yeah. looking at that starkly under a light but still with the passion in the in the delivery of it that just makes yeah. it really enjoyable and yeah always makes me think of that time when i was just listening to it on repeat yeah i uh yeah i felt very attacked with the whole um you said uh i'm not going to give you an example i can't remember an example like <laughs> yeah, you do it all yeah. the time you do it all the like, just that thing oh. that you do yeah <laughs> yeah I was, oh i've definitely said that before yeah I've definitely said that before i've definitely said like oh this is a thing you do all the time and yeah. then I've, I've had that argument where it's yeah. like you'll give when's the last time it happened like oh, i can't remember yeah how's that my fault i happens. can't remember yeah you're doing it now yeah what am i doing yeah. i don't know <laughs> just walk and there's a bit where he goes um it's it's, it's really funny because it's like he's not painting himself as anything but what he is which is just like someone in an argument making stupid points and panicking and he says something yeah. like um you don't like if you if you don't sing it or don't rap it like he says he says you don't care about my broken tv i sit yeah. around on the sofa all day smoking weed i haven't called the guy from the tv company so please don't be like this please 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 and like what's he even saying there like you, yeah. you don't care about my broken tv well why should she yeah. <laughs> i sit around on the sofa all day smoking weed well that's your problem that's not her you know <laughs> like poor me I'm i'm not doing anything <laughs> And so yeah. it's just it's really funny of just like grasping at anything to sort of use as leverage in this sort of you know like MacGyver trying to piece together some argument that you can win this thing with and then get out of it scot free. I won yeah, that, so. but no one ever wins an argument in a couple. It just doesn't happen. No. Someone no. someone apologizes first, and then that feels like a a win for the other person. But really, yes. it's just capitulating. It's just it's not a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that teaches us that. Yeah um yeah it, it was a weird one like i've this is i've not really listened to much of the streets and it's like i think i had to get my head around why i was listening to it if that makes sense because yeah. it's like it's musically it's not something that i enjoy like it it sounds like that bit where you're saying about you don't care my bro about my broken tv no, okay, i'm like yeah why are you singing that because <laughs> it doesn't doesn't match what's going on like it's not it's like it's like he's recorded that completely separately and then someone's just like <laughs> it's completely separate and then when he 
sings at the end uh i'm gone i'll get out of your house yeah. like that but as well again i was like why is why are you trying to sing that because you're not hitting any of the notes there's no point it's yeah. not like it's musically uh enjoyable but then but yeah everything else around it like all the the story the the yeah the, like that realness to it the the I said the Britishness I think is a big factor as well it's just it's just it's just funny yeah and I think I think funny. for me with those sort of bits like you don't care about my I think it's sort of like it's trying to sort of replicate a kind of tone of voice that you do in those situations but make you know songify it like you don't even yeah. care about like you know sort of emulating that in a bit and then at the end mm. where he's like fine I'll I'm out of your house then I think like yeah for me i think he's trying to be like saki and use her own sort of thing against her and like you know oh, just yeah. again just pettiness and and that kind of thing yeah. and so um but yeah i think with the context of the album as well listening to it all through it gives it sort of more yeah. of a of a uh, a sonic kind of um theme to, to sort of work around all you know like an idea so. right but yeah. um but yeah i love it i find it's so silly and funny yeah you can turn that off is a is a brilliant you can turn that off and all yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, you can turn that off yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right song 11 then is a song that reminds you of a specific person yeah so initially uh you'd sent me despicable an m&m freestyle yes and then obviously i said that's not on spotify if there's a replacement that we can use we can still talk about despicable and you've replaced it with angels by robbie williams which you know Six and basically half, the same it? song yeah yeah um, is this the same person no it's a completely different person in fact okay um so the, the the despicable one um is uh yeah like you say it's a freestyle by uh eminem from i don't know maybe like 2010 maybe something like that and um uh i really liked it and i was listening to it a lot with my uh the, the the guy I do battle rap sort of partner up with Marlo who's also my best friend and you know best man at my wedding I was best man at his and, and stuff and um we just listened to it so many times and just learned all the lyrics because it was at that kind of age where Eminem was just like he was rap to us and it was all we knew about you know right or is all we sort of like were interested in really for the moment and yeah. um and we just absolutely got obsessed with it and um yeah and then i think we even wrote our own stuff over the over the instrumental of it kind of thing just to sort of like you okay. know, solidify and so it always reminds me of him because we used to he used to drive us around and we used to like rap over the the, the radio whilst we were driving around fleet um all those years ago which is a very dear memory of mine anyway and and that right. song kind of you know encapsulated that whole feeling for me um yeah. But yeah, failing that, there's Angels by Robbie Williams, which, um, like you say, very different um, thing. But this reminds me of my mum, who loves Robbie Williams so, 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 so much. And right. always has, like, as you know, I was going to say, as long as I've known her, she's my mum. But um, <laughs> as long as I've been conscious, uh, she's yeah. been into... Um, just loved Robbie Williams and um this is probably one of her favorite songs um if Donny Osmond if there's not like a Donny Osmond one that wins out and um and yeah I, I we went to um Madden Two Swords one year 
and there was right. like an X Factor setup with like the fake judges there with Simon Cowell, probably not Amanda Holden, but like David, maybe David. I can't remember. Oh, Louis Walsh and who was it? Who used to be the third one? Was it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, probably Sharon Osbourne, and um, they were there. And the idea was that you got up and did like a karaoke song there. And okay. I was really young and I was just like, I just know mum would love it if I went up there and sung Angels. And I did and was like crying the whole time because I was so embarrassed. I don't know why I did it. I think I was just like, mum will like this. And, uh, right. and I was like, <laughs> like really, really shit and, and shy. Um, but she loved it. <laughs> it was just like right. classic mum like, oh. <laughs> and uh, and so it's always tough with me. And so I, I just wanted to get my mum in here, really. Um, but that's right. that's one that always reminds me of my mum. Like any time that comes on, yeah. I always think of really my whole family, but yeah. mum particularly, who's the biggest Robbie Williams fan ever. And actually, I got right. the, I, I managed to meet him a couple of years ago, and because um, oh, yeah. he's like a battle rap fan, and um, okay. and uh, and he he's nice enough to like get me and my family like tickets or my parents tickets to go see him live in concert and she got to meet him and I've never seen her more like just uh, starstruck isn't even the word like as soon as he came into the room that we were sat in and he was going to come around and like say hello to everyone as soon as he came in she stood up and sat down three times within like a second (laughs) just just like out of nerves just like like that (laughs) calm down (laughs) it was really sweet though it was really that's lovely so, yeah. that was for mum it's all about the gesture though it's just that singing isn't it it's not like she's not yeah exactly kind of critique she's like hmm, yeah <laughs> not the best and in fact you know the the uh, i don't think i knew this at the time but i've since pieced together that the um the judges there were programmed to give like one of three types of uh feedback which is either oh, that was okay. boo that was terrible or that wasn't right. bad or you're the future of music and i got you're right. the future of music so i was well <laughs> happy i was like really <laughs> really simon you mean it he's like that. <laughs> oh so nice yeah. um yeah quickly back to the the m M&M freestyle um, oh, yeah i hadn't i hadn't heard that before and uh god I, I, yeah i really really liked it and i think what i liked about it is like it summarized two specific things that i really like about eminem which is uh or t- like uh, about his lyrics which is um he'll do these ones where he'll say something and then you'll catch it up like 10 seconds later and you'll be like yeah holy shit that's so clever and then he'll also do stuff with just just so on the nose and stupid that you're like yeah that's that's hilarious like so the, the the two that spring to mind were the um we said uh crown so tight it cuts off circulation to the brain no oxygen in other words there's no there's air to the throat. Brown, yeah it's nice and that took me a while and i was like oh that's yeah. really clever yeah and then the other one which on the other side of it just to can show i guess the, is, yeah go for it is it i came to cock block like a square fucking male chicken exactly that one <laughs> exactly that one yeah <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't make it there's no layers to that that's just just cock block like the idea also a square male chicken which for one yeah doesn't exist and that's one of those things where like (laughs) i think i think like you can't just say anything (laughs) it has to be grounded in some kind of reality but like yeah a a square the idea of a square male chicken 
being yeah. called well that's a that's a cock block then you mean yeah. yeah i mean there's no instinctive like that doesn't jump to that you go well a, yeah. a square chicken or a cube chicken yeah. you don't go block yeah. block yeah a block of chicken <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's, he, yeah. He's very fallible in those kind of weird ways. Like there was one in his latest songs where like um he said something like um that's why she calls me dumbbell because she picks me up then puts me down. And I was thinking, one, that's not very clever. It, it, you know, anyway. But also, what do you mean that's why she calls you dumbbell? Like where's that yeah. come from? Has she does she like who calls someone yeah. dumbbell? And then he yeah. says he says it elsewhere in the, in another song. He's like, "That's why they call me Kamikaze. It's plain suicide." I was like, "Who calls you Kamikaze? You had an <laughs> album called Kamikaze, but that's not the same thing." What do you mean? No one calls you Kamikaze. You can't just say these things. They have yeah. to have some kind of. That's why they call me Eminem. Right, go on. Now I'm listening. That's why they call me. Yeah. You know, but you can't just you can't just say that's why yeah. they call me this when they don't. When I know I yeah. know they don't. You're fibbing. Yeah. Can't just say like a meal, uh, square meal chicken. Yeah, that's not a thing. Like you know those um yeah those male chickens that like, are square. Oh, they down like, the a, like a square. Okay, yeah, yeah. got you. It's, oh, a it's like a square male chicken. meal chicken. Got you. Yes. <laughs> now I'm with you, Eminem. We're back on board. Yeah. Alrighty. Male chicken. Anything where you have to like get so specific like that and be like yeah, male like a like a yeah. like a fucking square male chicken. What? Right, okay. And he's been fucking in there, so it it, it, it yeah. works. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, very, oh. with the syllables as well. Oh, it's so. seamless. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, song twelve. Then a song that motivates you. So your song is "Through the Fire and Flames." Yeah, I Dragon Force. Sort of hate that it's this, um, because <laughs> I sort of feel like it's a it's not a very good song, um, right. and. Um, and I've seen them perform it live. Not not like I haven't been there, but I've I've, I've seen it on like YouTube. Them doing it live, and it's a completely right. different song to the studio album. Like it's all done through okay. keyboard, and 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 like there's not the same kind of like energy behind it. It doesn't seem. Um, but I, I was introduced to the song as I'm sure so many people would uh, were guitar sorry hero. through Guitar Hero. Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, my friend, uh, well, my brother-in-law Dave is is really 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 good at Guitar Hero, and he was. You know, I'm sure not like Olympic level, but like he was, he was very good for a, a human, and um, yeah. and he, uh, yeah, he 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 was getting closer and closer to to getting that song down. And I remember listening to it so many times and just watching him play it and being like, oh, no, it's so close or whatever. And then um, because I'd listened to it so many times, I I put it on once whilst I was doing something and I realized that I was just doing it like 10 times quicker than I had been doing it. Even if it's like typing, like sometimes I've had tasks in the in the past where like I have to type up something that's written here, just like literally right. just, you know, uh, what's Transcribing, it called? Transcribe yeah. it. And um, yeah. because you're not thinking necessarily about what you're writing, you can have music on in the background. And I just, oh, my fingers were going nuts. And then every yeah. now and then if I'm on a run and I'm like, I'm slowing down on the run, because usually I listen to a podcast as I run because it distracts me. Um, mm -hmm. But then, like, if I'm like flagging a bit, then I'll put that song on and I'll I'll pelt it for a bit. I'm just like, yeah. this really does something like physiologically for me. It feels. Yeah, I I was listening to this song the other day, um, and I was just getting through some admin stuff in work, and uh, I was on my second cup of coffee of the morning. Yeah, and I was listening to this song. I thought my heart was going to explode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. Was just it was just that that second cup of coffee, that second boost of caffeine. Yeah, and then listen to this. I was like, this is too much. Yeah, yeah I need cocaine? to sit down. Like, yeah, this is... 
<laughs> Let's pop Probably not. Eric Satie back on. Yeah. And unwind. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, 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 it is that, like, it's such a busy song and there's so much, like, there's so many elements to it. And I also think, like, something about watching it being played and trying to play it on Guitar Hero makes you kind of aware of the mm. of, of of how much is going on as well and like how difficult it right. is to even play a game version of it um yeah, yeah. you sort of and, and so it's that feeling of like and maybe there's a residual thing from that like the, the the sort of what's the word um the sort of tension and and uh, like the potential winning of getting that game perfect and the yes. sort of tension that you feel from that, like, oh my god, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen, or like, Dave's gonna do it. He's gonna fucking do it now. Like, maybe that sort of has never left that song because every time it comes on, I think of Guitar Hero, and right. so maybe yeah. there's still an element of that. So, like, when I'm doing a run, I'm like, no, I can do it this time, and like, you know, I kind of get that same feeling. So maybe it's contextual yeah. as well. Yeah, maybe. But the motivation yeah. is certainly still there, and I feel like if I really needed to do something quickly, then that mm. song is going on. Um, yeah. the full version not the f- exactly five minute song version which I think they did for the radio we, we, God knows what station's playing that but someone is I guess Kerrang maybe if they've had a slow day yeah. you know they've done all the yeah. slip knots <laughs> alright song 13 then it's a song that someone introduced you to so your song is London by Benjamin Clementine yeah so this was I mean this was the hardest one to, to go for really because um because uh, you know, I suppose in a way, everything's introduced to you, isn't it? Really, through through someone else, or you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless I guess you stumble across that. But but for me, it's like all these songs that I've listed really have been introduced to me by right. people, um, and even you know, number eight, um, the cover, "I Will Survive," was introduced to me by the same person who introduced me to this one, which is my brother-in-law Ben, who. Um, yeah, it's always had quite like a, a, I guess, like an eclectic music taste and sort of definitely informed my music tastes um, right. with things like Radiohead and, and The Smiths and Joy Division and Jeff Buckley and, and those kind of um, musicians from 80s, 90s that were, and Nirvana as well, um, that were, I guess, kind of alt-y a bit. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, he played me this, I think this was the last, the, the the most recent thing he's introduced me to that I've listened to, gone away and listened to more of, right. and um, yeah, I just really in, in, enjoyed it. And um, I hadn't heard of Benjamin Clementine before that. Um, I've since listened to a few other ones which I've really enjoyed, but this one particularly, um, again, it's just the sort of melody and the the, the slow tempo, and I really like when a song. <clears throat> sort of halfway through or, or for a chorus really dramatically changes the sound or like slows yeah. down and has a bit of a breakdown and this has yeah. that happen um yeah really like his voice it's quite unusual yeah you know but 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 lovely um and yeah just a just a really nice song what did you what did you make of this one yeah same it was brand new for me and uh i think possibly my favorite song out of the list oh really um, that's great yeah i just yeah i absolutely loved it and yeah same same as you said i i, I really really like the um the pre-chorus and the uh that little crescendo that it builds into yeah it starts london london yeah like yeah. it's 
uh it's really really beautifully done and again there's like a, that storytelling telling element to it as well you know london is calling you what are you waiting for yeah um yeah just it's yeah again it's another one that you can sort of passively or actively listen to but um i'm totally in love with this song i think it's i think it's really beautiful and so well told and so well delivered and it did take me a couple listens to and i think it might have been his voice that it just took me a little bit of time getting used to but um but yeah uh, I, I loved it. it certain cool. vowel sounds he's sort of now and then that sound I don't know if he's he, uh, he might be French I mean from the name hmm. I'm not sure um, let me have a look actually Benjamin Clementine oh no British Wait. poet so right. he's British um, but maybe it's like that that London sort of accent that you sometimes get then where it's like the the, 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 the ooh sounds that kind of change yeah. a bit um but yeah, just 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 a lovely song. Um, I've never really done a deep dive into the lyrics or anything. I haven't really like I don't really mm. know what the song's about really, apart from the idea of London. But I love London so much, and have a real, as you know, a lot of people do have a real sort of like romantic kind of connection to it. And I've lived there for many years, and now I live in Reading outside of London, and, and I miss mm-hmm. it dearly. And so I think right. maybe there's an element of that as well, just hearing London being sung, even if not about yeah. it. It's just something like that London, London, London is calling you. Like it just kind of, it is. even if that's not what the song is literally saying, maybe it literally yeah. says it to me because I do feel like, you know, if not London's calling me, then I'm I'm calling out to London. Like I do miss it so yeah. much. So, so yeah, I think there's an element of that as well. I mean, that that's, that is what I took away from the song. I think it feels to me like it's a song of, like, aimed at someone who i think i feel like there's a certain type of person that that london attracts or a big city Mm. attracts um and i think it's basically a song to someone who has that personality and needs to break out of whatever they're doing and and just go and be in london and and be in a big city and be around people and do something big with their life yeah and uh, that that i mean that that makes sense to me that's sort of what i took away from it so so yeah, it, it makes sense that it connects with you on that level as well. Yeah, man. Lovely song. Yeah. Excellent. All right, song 14 then is a song that you wouldn't expect to like. So your song is Stepdad by Alex Cameron. Yeah, this is another a, a tricky one to sort of... In fact, I think this one took the longest of all of them to answer the, the song right. that I wouldn't expect to like. Because, I, I, you know, I really I would have put in Katrina and the Waves, but I've already got it in and it's more important that it's in that other list gotcha. kind of thing because it's such a happy song. Which is yeah, not- yeah, yeah always my cup of tea but then um this one was introduced to me by um my brother-in-law and and my wife not as in they're the same person as in <laughs> they, they both uh introduced me to this one and um yeah i i think it's probably in one of those categories of like songs that took me a couple of listens to to sort of get kind of thing um yes. but i think because it's kind of an upbeat song and the instrumentalization, or the, just the instruments, I should say, is very different to the kind of thing I normally find myself listening to, which is usually soft, um, like really slow and sort of like, you know, swelling kind of music, or just really, sometimes just really bare and minimalist kind of like piano or something like that, something that's sad and song, right. and, you know, things like that, um, when it's not rap. And this was really different 
but I just couldn't help but love it. Um, right. I love the the lyrics. I love the sort of the the story element to it, or the sort of you know the the, the situation of it. Um, yeah. Quite like the voice, because again, I I think I'm I think I'm technically not one, not a huge one for a brilliant singer. Not that I don't right. love hearing a brilliant singer, like I do, but I kind of feel, and this is really you know probably offensive to people listening, but like it's sort of ten a penny to be quite a good singer. I know so okay. many good singers, like not like a yeah. special singer. There's something obviously different there with someone who's got a really nice voice. But I know so sure. many people who sound pretty good, like yeah. CD quality good or whatever. Uh, yeah, singers and yeah, it's sort of like for me, it's the equivalent of someone being attractive. Like yes, it's nice, but it's you know it doesn't really mean anything because you know lots of people are attractive and you know what else is there? So sure. a voice for me is is lovely and and it, but I. I do like something special, like, or, or something different, I should say, like Nirvana, like Jeff Buckley, like Heaton Henson, like, um, who, who Tom, Waits. Tom Waits, or, or um, I was going to say Jeroboam, but that's because his name rhymes with that. Um, Dedododon, Leonard Cohen, um, who, sorry, this is literally how I think. Um, Leonard Cohen, who's got you know another sort of gruff, and he's got some amazing. So I wish I could have found a place for him on his, but um, but yeah, people with interesting sort of voices or just not the best singers, because I don't necessarily think it matters that much whether you've got a brilliant voice. And this is just yeah. someone who's got a really kind of normal voice and can belt it out, obviously, but like quite a, quite a normal, you know, voice. Yeah. Um, just making a lovely song about being a stepdad to to someone and. Yeah, still being you know a good father in in the sort of yeah. purest sense of the word kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I really like the fun lyrics in it of you know again personal sort of things like he says um, I could put you to sleep just by reading um, yeah. or turn the living room into an avalanche. Turn the living room into an avalanche like that. And I, I just thought that's such a nice. I know exactly what he means. Like it, it, that's just you know a father playing games with his daughter or son or yeah. whatever. And mm. and you know again no poetic language. Living room. Like that's yeah. such a that's such a normal way to speak. I think he's Australian or maybe Kiwi. Um, Australian. So it's, Australian, nice. So it's just like a very normal way of speaking. Turn the living room yeah. to an avalanche. We just we played this game with you know the whatever. And. Um, you know, or every every lyric is just really nicely conversational and natural, and yeah. but tells a quite a nice a nice way of telling a good story. I think, yeah. What did you make yeah. of it? I think this is one of the songs I really like doing on this on this show because I think if you if you or anyone just sent the song to me and said, "Here, Shane, I think you'll like this song. Give it a go," um, I would listen to it once and never listen to it again. Yeah. Um. But because I know I've got a podcast and I'm gonna have to speak to, speak about it and know a little bit about it. Yeah. I listen to the list time and time again. I I, I really really didn't, didn't like this song the first time oh, I really? listened to it. I really like I I didn't connect with this story. I felt because I I got the wrong end of the stick in terms of the messaging of it because I thought it was like a kind of like. I thought it was almost like a sort of like scumbag dad kind of leaving, right, 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 leaving his son in the lurch. And I thought it was kind of like that sort of, I thought it was his sort of version of that from his the defense past. of it kind um, of thing, right? Yeah. And 
and I didn't really connect with the music and I, I like I I do like a good singer so like that yeah. I, I can be put off by people's voices so there were elements of it that I just really didn't connect with and now I'm I'm completely in love with it I think it oh like, really that, yeah, I mean like, that's kind I'm, of what happened with me now yeah yeah the kind of like thing. there are elements of it that like I've got used to there are elements of it that I really really like and now I've since listened to the lyrics a little bit more and I've also looked into what he said about it and he said when he was writing it it's like a he said it's like an anthem for step parents like right. that's how he wrote it to be like this sort of this empowering kind of messaging even in those more difficult scenarios and situations because his whole his whole album he wrote about his relationship and then end of the relationship with a right. girlfriend um so yeah so i mean there's there's a lot of it that's really raw and powerful and emotive and yeah I, like i'm i'm glad this is one that i have to stick with and nice. if anyone do, does listen to it once and think it's not for me i would say like give it a few more tries give it a yeah. few more listens because there's there's something about it there's something there's something to it there that's just it's really really powerful i think yeah i agree and I, i'm i'm if anything i'm quite glad that you had a similar reaction to me to it because yeah I, I, again it was upon first listening i was like okay yeah i sort of get why you like this you know yeah but it, it's just one of those that's not my kind of song and then two right. more listens at home from my wife putting it on and then i was just like yeah. Oh no! Wait, this is great. This is really, really, really yeah. good. I, I love it. And then I've, I've listened to a few others of his of his tracks, and they're you know equally good. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm glad you had that reaction to it. Brilliant. All right, song fifteen is a song that you think everyone should listen to. So your song is "River" by Joni Mitchell. Yes. Um, I don't know why. Really, it's probably it's probably my favorite song that's left apart from the you know the other few that i've mentioned like you know i think i've probably got my top five songs in this list in some order and this is right. definitely in them um and um yeah i just i just absolutely love it uh and i i'm sure anyone who le- do you, you know like what happened last week or whatever or the week before with the stranger things and running up that hill with kate bush has just gone yep. mega because people have heard yep. it for the first time and have gone yes holy shit that's an amazing song and i yeah. you know i i i love that song from being introduced from my from my wife who's like a massive kate bush fan and um Same. so in the last couple of years i've sort of i'm aware of that so i really liked it and i discovered it in the same kind of way i heard it once and i was like holy shit this is amazing how have i never heard the song mm-hmm. um and and i feel like this is one of those where if people listen to this song in isolation then i i might be wrong but like i i can't see anyone going it's not really for me that song it doesn't seem like it's i don't think that can be a reaction to it it's just such a lovely again heartbreaking sad song but i think it's one of those that you don't have to be into that kind of music to appreciate it you can be into anything and listen to this song and go oh my god that is heartbreaking um there are so many nice elements to it The the melody is gorgeous the idea of like having the christmas uh, song, sort of almost like a sample at the beginning on the on the piano. It's like dun, 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 like jingle bells, mm-hmm. like a really mm-hmm. happy song slowed down as an intro to go into this like stark, sad, despairing end of yeah. the line song. Yeah. Um, but it's we just love so happy beautiful. Songs slow down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> that must <My> be. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah i just there's there's nothing i dislike about the song like her voice right. is a, another interesting one but a really good one as well um yeah. i think but it, it's not even really sung that much a lot of the time it's just sort of like you know yeah it's it's calm and slow and yeah i just i i, I can't imagine people not loving it yeah i know what you mean i think Joni mitchell is like uh is one of those artists very similar to Kate Bush as you say is one yeah. of those artists who is iconic but also underrated yeah yeah um, I, th- I think this would have that kind of reaction if this was put into the right context on a TV show then I think it had it would have the same kind of virality or whatever as, as the, as the yeah. running up that hill yeah I agree no, it's, a, it's a beautiful song it really is and again one that I've not really it's it's another one that I've been aware of but not really listen to an awful lot and yeah. that happens to me a lot with music is like if i'm aware of a song through pop culture or something i'm like yeah i know that song i don't need to listen to it yeah um, yeah i know what you mean but the, yeah but this is like it's a it's a gorgeous song it really really is yeah it's so it's so nice it's really really pretty whilst also being and my favorite version of it is my wife singing it because it's just like i love that she was the one who introduced me to it and right. And so hearing her sing it is just such a pure thing. But um, but obviously you know Jenny Mitchell's version of of her song is <laughs> is is great. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's just yeah, something yeah. like you know. And so uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. And yeah. I en- I encourage everyone to pop it on and see what you think. Excellent. Alrighty. All right. Well, that's a beautiful note to end on. So um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote while you're here? Um. Yeah, if if you're watching this and you like my battles and stuff, then um, go uh, grab my EP. Um, it's called Yeah I Know, um, because that's what I tell people when I when they go, "What do you do?" I go, "Well, I'm sort of like a rapper." I go, oh, I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why it's called that. Um, it's really fun. It's seven seven tracks. Um, it's just a you know short EP, but it was it was so much fun to to do. It's um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's my first like musical release in. 10 years of, of, of battle rapping and stuff so I'm really proud mm. of it um, and yeah the advanced rhyme and dictionary that's available on Amazon or on my website um, if you're into rhyme or rap or even just songwriting or just ideas generation then you know get your hands on that it's a, it's, it's a fun book um, and Sounds Like which is my panel show that I do with um, uh, Sounds Like Body Bagnall, Freddy Krueger and Jamie Belize from the, from the battle rap community where we get rappers and comedians on and play rhyming games together which is lots of fun as well and watch my battles that are on youtube and follow me on social media and tiktok which is also social media and come around to my house and just you know chat because yeah life's too short and we've all got to make friends haven't we yeah connect yeah Right, that would be good if people just started giving up their address yeah hit me up at, uh... yeah. all right well thank you very much thanks for having me man and that is it for episode 29 of mixtape and identity thank you so much for listening as i said at the start of the show i recently got into shuffle t's ep yeah i know and it's brilliant it, it's so so good and I wouldn't expect anything less but it is excellent so well worth your time well worth checking out and um, yeah if you can support him in, in all the other ways that he described then, then then go and do it he's really good on TikTok as well um, I'm, I'm seeing the real one on Instagram but 
it's, it's good it's funny um, if you like this show and you want to support it then um, you can do that financially through uh, coffee you can buy me a coffee uh, the link's in the link tree and there's no uh, monthly obligation or anything like that you can just uh, chuck a couple quid if you like an episode or you can support the show in all the other ways drop a review say a nice thing on instagram tell your friends share it in your stories uh, every little helps it's much much appreciated i'll be back next week for episode 30 so in the meantime look after yourselves i'll speak to you then <laughs>